Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. The rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic and weather. And here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. A high-stakes meeting in Brussels results in more aid for Ukraine and plans should Russia carry out nuclear threats following its war on Ukraine. U.S. Supreme Court nominee Katanji Brown-Jackson comes under fire by Republicans during her confirmation hearings. The DNC and Hillary Clinton are being sued by former President Donald Trump. The suit claims they allegedly conspired to remove him from the 2016 presidential election. Emails in the hands of the January 6th Select Committee investigating the January 6th riot reportedly indicate that the wife of a U.S. Supreme Court justice and a top Trump aide allegedly conspired to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election. New U.S. Census Bureau data finds more people moved out of Manhattan and San Francisco during the viral pandemic than any place else in the United States. Here's your top five at five. I'm Deborah Valentine. A high stakes meeting in Brussels yesterday in response to Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine and threats of nuclear warfare. President Joe Biden and Western allies converged on Brussels Thursday. Members of NATO and the G7 industrialized nations and the 27-member European Council met in separate meetings. Biden announced additional U.S. aid to the war-torn country of Ukraine. This could be a long and difficult battle, but the American people will be steadfast in our support of the people of Ukraine in the face of Putin's immoral, unethical attacks on civilian populations. We are united in our abhorrence of Putin's depraved onslaught. We're going to continue to have their backs as they fight for their freedom, their democracy, their very survival. Biden also announced the U.S. would welcome up to 100,000 Ukrainian refugees and provide an additional $1 billion in assistance to Ukraine. Western leaders also addressed response scenarios should Russian President Putin carry out nuclear threats. Federal Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson faced down a barrage of Republican attacks this week about her sentencing of criminal defendants. Her history-making bid to join the U.S. Supreme Court veered from constitutional questions to attacks on her positioning on the bench. Here's the nominee's response to California Democratic Senator Alex Padilla. I hope to inspire people to try to follow. Um, this path because I love this country, because I love the law, because I think it is important that we all invest. Katanji declared on her final day of Senate questioning she would rule without any agendas if confirmed to the high court's 
first a female black justice. She rejected Republican efforts to paint her as soft on crime in her decade on the federal bench. The committee plans to meet on March 28th to vote on Jackson's nomination. Rules allow the committee to push that final vote to April 4th. A former President Donald Trump has filed a lawsuit against Hillary Clinton, the Democratic National Committee, and others. Trump's lawsuit accuses them of conspiring to remove him from the 2016 presidential election. Trump's attorney made a statement to Newsweek that the defendant's nefarious plot to vilify Donald J. Trump by spreading lies to weave a false narrative that he was colluding with Russia. Here's his attorney, Alina Habba, on Newsmax. Donald Trump is not a target. And if you're going to come after him, he's going to fight back. And the days of him taking it, they're not, they're not happening anymore. He's not a sitting president currently. And he is really just at the beginning of fighting back on all this fake Russia hoax, the fake stories, and anybody else that's going to come at him just to ruin his political career. The lawsuit was filed in South Florida District Court. It claims that Clinton and other members of the DNC orchestrated an unthinkable plot, one that shocks the conscience and is an affront to this nation's democracy. The alleged plot in question involved falsifying records and manipulating data in an attempt to cripple Trump's bid for the presidency during the 2016 election. According to the Washington Post, Virginia Thomas, a conservative activist married to Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, repeatedly pressed White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows to pursue efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election. The messages are among 2,300 text messages that Meadows handed over to the House Select Committee investigating the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. The messages came at a time when President Donald Trump and his allies were considering asking the U.S. Supreme Court to intervene in the 2020 election. This is a major fraud in our nation. We want the law to be used in a proper manner. So we'll be going to the U.S. Supreme Court. The messages, 21 by Thomas and 8 by Meadow, have not previously been reported. They were reviewed by CBS News and The Post. They were then confirmed by five people who have seen the committee's documents. More people moved out of Manhattan and San Francisco during a 15-month period during the viral pandemic than any place else in the nation. The Census Bureau reported Thursday that the highest percentages of population decline occurred in Manhattan and San Francisco from April of 2020 to July of 2021. Former New Yorker Casey Madden on ABC7 last year talking about her move to Florida. We went from living vertically to horizontal, and it's it's very hard to go back to that vertical way of living. I mean, we have so much more space. Everything is so much cheaper. New York County had a population of 1.69 million. That was in April of 2020. Four months later, New York City's population dropped 6.9 percent to 1.57 million. San Francisco County had a population of over 870,000 in April of 2020. By July 1st, 2021, it had dropped to just over 815,000, a decline of 6.7%. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, mostly sunny today, our highs 59, and overnight, partly cloudy skies, lows down to 47. A chance of showers on Saturday, then showers become likely, possibly a thunderstorm after 2 p.m. Other than that, partly sunny skies, the high near 54. Right now, 45 degrees, cloudy skies in Manhattan. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. 
Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas remains hospitalized. His colleague, Justice Stephen Breyer, says Justice Thomas is not in any danger, despite being hospitalized with an infection more than a week ago. TMZ reported Thursday that Breyer said Supreme Court Justice was fine after he was hospitalized March 18th, after he experienced flu-like symptoms. Thomas is hospitalized at Sibley Memorial Hospital down in Washington, D.C. The court's public information officer, Patricia McCabe, said Thomas's illness is not related to COVID-19. A new Associated Press Newark Center poll finds respondents feel that President Joe Biden has not been tough enough on Russia. The poll done by the AP Newark Center finds 56 percent of Americans think Biden has not been tough enough on Russia. 36 percent told the poll his approach has been about right. Here's Louisiana Senator John Kennedy slamming Biden on Fox News earlier this month. Sometimes, not always, but sometimes, particularly in this instance, uh, President Biden has a uh, he has a wishbone where his backbone ought to be. As for Democrats versus Republicans, 77 percent of Democrats said they approve of how Biden is handling the U.S. relationship with Russia, while just 12 percent of Republicans approve. The poll was done March 17th to the 21st. It has a margin of error of plus or minus four percentage points. The Biden administration is lifting a Trump-era policy known as Title 42. That will lift COVID restrictions on immigration, therefore allowing Ukrainian refugees into the United States. However, it will also result in an estimated tens of thousands of additional asylum seekers to flood across the U.S.-Mexico border. President Joe Biden speaking in Brussels, announcing the U.S. will accept 100,000 Ukrainian refugees. This is not something that Poland or Romania or Germany should carry on their own. This is an international responsibility. The United States is the leader, one of the leaders in the international community, has an obligation to be engaged. Immigration experts warn that a bottleneck of an estimated 170,000 refugees has built up at the southern U.S. border under Title 42. Now, that policy allows Border Patrol agents to deny entry to immigrants in a country where a communicable disease such as COVID-19 is present. Fox News reports that Seattle is in the midst of a criminal and humanitarian emergency due to spiraling crime. It comes after a $7 million cut to the city's police budget. The budget has also been slashed by $36 million over three years. Business owner Ola Sagan said she was forced to shutter one of her three bakeries due to a surge in shootings and drug use outside of her business. She was a guest on Fox News. I hope that will be heard. And if it's not on the city level, maybe on the state level, maybe on national level, because in my opinion, we had an emergency in the city. We had a criminal and humanitarian emergency in the city. Amazon has also announced it is relocating 1,800 of its employees out of Seattle due to spiraling crime. During George Floyd protests in 2020, Black Lives Matter protesters demanded the Seattle City Council cut the police department's budget in half by over $400 million. More problems for Ukrainian refugees. According to charities working on the border, women and child refugees fleeing the war-torn country of Ukraine to Poland 
are being targeted by suspected pimps and sex traffickers. Carolina Wears-Binska said there are teams of people working together to try to lure women into unidentified cars. Here's safeguarding officer Steffi Bano speaking to Sky News. It's women and children, and they are already very tired and vulnerable. And as you know, Romania is, um, is famous for its trafficking problem. And we just try to come with a solution to protect the children by protecting their mothers and informing them about the risk of human trafficking. Ten million people have fled Ukraine due to Russia's invasion. There are also reports of missing women and children. The international hacking collective Anonymous Thursday claimed to have hacked the Central Bank of the Russian Federation, or the Bank of Russia, amid Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Taking to microblading site Twitter, Anonymous TV wrote that it has hacked the Central Bank of Russia. Anonymous TV said it would release over 35,000 files within the next 48 hours with some documents related to secret agreements. 77 WABC time check coming up on 515. Let's head over this Friday to the sports desk with Justin Ellick. Morning, Justin. Good morning, Deb. Happy Friday. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. Just the Islanders in action last night locally as they welcomed in the Detroit Red Wings for a good old-fashioned butt whooping. Brock Nelson netted two goals for the Isles and Ilya Sorokin stood on his head with 37 stops as New York secured its sixth straight home victory with a dominating 5 to 2 route of the red wing, of the red wings excuse me up next for the islanders bean town for a saturday matinee with the bruins tomorrow afternoon on the ledger tonight in terms of ice hockey is the rangers at home against the pittsburgh penguins that face off is set for 7 p.m. eastern time as far as basketball goes the knicks will be in south beach tonight to battle the miami heat look out for that action at 8 p.m. After a few days to collect ourselves, the madness returned last night with the Sweet 16 of the NCAA men's basketball tournament getting underway. Your first four of the Elite Eight are set with Arkansas, Duke, Houston, and Villanova living to see another day. Tonight you'll get the remaining four games of that 16 with Purdue going against Cinderella in St. Peter's at 7.09 p.m. Eastern Time. Kansas taking on Providence at 7.29. UNC tipping it off with UCLA at 9.39. And Iowa State and Miami capping off the night with a 9.00. 9.59 Eastern Time, start time. And as we anticipated yesterday, Mayor Eric Adams made his vaccine mandate exemption for athletes and, performer, and performers officially official yesterday as he announced the decision during a news conference at City Field. Effective immediately, all unvaccinated New York City-based athletes will now be permitted to play in home games. Here with your early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Thanks, Justin. And your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly sunny today. Nice day. Our high near 59 and overnight. Partly cloudy skies, the low 47 tomorrow. We have a chance of showers. Then those showers become likely and even possibly a thunderstorm after 2 p.m. Other than that, partly sunny skies, a high near 54. And right now in Manhattan, 45 degrees, cloudy skies. Now let's head over to Frank Morano with your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. The markets closed higher yesterday after getting a boost from falling unemployment claims. They came in at 187,000, which is the lowest rate since 1969 at the closing bell. The Dow Jones gained 349 points. The S&P 500 added almost 64. And the Nasdaq 
jumped up 269 points. A new report from inequality.org found that the federal minimum wage for workers would be astronomically higher were it to increase at the same pace as Wall Street bonuses over the years. The theoretical number, eight and a half times larger than its current value, would make ends meet much easier for many Americans these days. The federal minimum wage has been at $7.25 per hour since 2009. At the G7 meeting in Brussels, President Joe Biden said that the world will experience food shortages as a result of Russia's invasion of Ukraine, and production increases were a subject of discussions. Ukraine and Russia are both both major producers of wheat in particular, and Kiev's government has already warned that the country's planting and harvest have been severely disrupted by the war. Biden urged all nations, including those in Europe, to drop trade restrictions that could restrict exports of food. New applications for unemployment benefits in the U.S. fell last week to a fresh half-century low as employers held on to their workers in the midst of a labor shortage. The Labor Department said initial jobless claims decreased by 28,000 to a seasonally adjusted 187,000 last week. That was slightly below a level last seen in December and the lowest level for initial claims in over 52 years since September of 1969. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. I'll be back at 6 a.m. on the Bernie and Sid Show alongside Bernard McGurk. Okay, thanks, Frank. And taking a look at your Dow futures this morning, everything's in the red right now. The Dow down 42 points at 34,562. S&P's down eight points. The NASDAQ is down 47 and a half. Gold down $6 an ounce at $1,956.20. Crude oil down $2.20 a barrel at $110.08. The WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Well, New York City Mayor Eric Adams announced Thursday that local performers and pro athletes will no longer be required to be vaccinated against COVID-19 to play in city venues. It changes an exemption that had kept Nets basketball star Kyrie Irving off the court for home games and also threatened unvaccinated Major League Baseball players. Mayor Adams explains his reasoning. Day one, when I was mayor, I looked at the rule that stated hometown players had an unfair disadvantage for those who were coming to visit. And immediately, I felt we needed to look at that. But my medical professionals say, Eric, we're at a different place. Adams said that the policy left city teams at a competitive disadvantage. He also said that expanding the vaccination exemption would help the city's economic recovery. Union leaders said that allowing city-based performers and athletes to work without vaccination presents a double standard that is unfair to city workers who face the prospect of losing their jobs if they didn't get vaccinated. In response to this announcement, New York Republican gubernatorial candidate Andrew Giuliani and 77 WABC host Curtis Sliwa held a press conference outside of City Hall before Adams' announcement about the vaccine exemption for professional athletes. Giuliani and Sliwa called on Adams to lift the city's vaccine mandate for everyone working in New York City. Here's Giuliani. I think it's absolutely absurd that the mayor will not actually lift it for New York's studios. When you call when you call up 911, Aaron Judge or Kyrie Irving doesn't pick up the phone. It's the NYPD. It's the FDNY. It's our nurses, the ones that we call heroes. 
for months and months. The mandates led to more than 1,400 unvaccinated city workers losing their jobs. More now from New York City Mayor Adams. He vowed Wednesday to fix the bureaucratic nightmare that's left 2,500 city-funded apartments for New York's homeless empty. City Hall is under pressure to make progress on its high-profile plans to tackle the Big Apple's homelessness crisis. Mayor Adams talks about stopping dysfunctionality. We have to stop the dysfunctionality. How do you have a vacant apartment when you need people to be in the apartment and you have so much paperwork that they can't get in the apartment? That is not how I'm going to run the city. Adams' remarks came two days after the New York Post revealed the dysfunction at the city's Human Resources Administration. Key portions of the application process that are still done by hand and must be coordinated by an office staff with only a few employees. The New York Post has learned that New York Governor Kathy Hochul is seeking to spend up to $5 million in taxpayer money to pay the legal bills of dozens of current and former state employees. The employees involved were caught up in the sexual harassment scandal that forced Andrew Cuomo to resign as governor. Sources familiar with the matter said Hochul has been discussing the matter with state comptroller Thomas DiNapoli and state attorney general Letitia James. James, you'll remember, issued the scathing report finding that Cuomo allegedly sexually harassed 11 women, leading to his downfall. Former Governor Andrew Cuomo's reemergence on the political scene is stoking a new and more potent effort to take his family's name off the Mario Cuomo Bridge. The former Tappan Zee Bridge was renamed after Andrew Cuomo's late father and former Governor Mario Cuomo. Lawmakers feel that then-Governor Andrew Cuomo bullied them into renaming the bridge after his late father. Here is State Assemblyman Mike Lawler. Frankly, the time for compromise uh, on this has passed uh, with respect to uh, adding the Tappan Zee name back. The governor didn't want that at the time. He wanted the Cuomo family name. He, through his own actions, not mine, not anybody else's, through his own actions, has disgraced that name and it needs to come off the bridge. State Assemblyman Thomas Abinati is sponsoring one of the two bills in Albany to change the name of the $4 billion twin bridges. The spans connect Rockland and Westchester counties. Abinati is seeking a compromise, too, but he said more lawmakers are zeroing in on the need to change the name because of the scandal. A new Siena College survey finds that New Yorkers are increasingly worried about pocketbook issues driven by the war in Ukraine. 87 percent of those polled say they are worried about food prices. 80 percent are concerned about gas prices and 76 percent fear they won't be able to even pay their utility bills. Respondents also indicated they are worried about their retirement accounts. 67 percent of those polled said as prices increase, they are forced to spend less. 34 percent plan to postpone or cancel vacations due to escalating prices. Nearly a third of respondents told the Siena College poll they are dipping into savings to pay for everyday items. Uber Technologies said it will list New York City's iconic yellow cabs on its app. It's a move that marks the company's latest expansion into the taxi market. It could help the ride-hailing giant overcome a driver shortage in its biggest U.S. market. Uber, during its recent Investor Day in February, outlined taxis as a major growth opportunity. Uber called it a highly fragmented $120 billion industry 
with 20 million active vehicles, more than five times the number of Uber's uh, own pre-pandemic vehicle base. The New York City collaboration could add as many as 13,600 cabs to Uber's app if all of the city's registered cab drivers participate. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly sunny skies today are highs 59 overnight. Partly cloudy skies, the lows around 47. And tomorrow we have a chance of showers. Then showers become likely, possibly a thunderstorm after 2 p.m. Other than that, partly sunny skies, the high near 54. Right now, 45 degrees, cloudy in Manhattan. Caitlyn Jenner is weighing in on transgender athlete Leah Thomas's recent NCAA championship. Jenner, a gold medalist at the 1976 Olympics, claims the Penn swimmer's accomplishment should not be counted. Jenner spoke about Thomas and the championship on Fox News. I have no problem with Leah Thomas. Leah Thomas has followed the rules, um, and she's able to swim because of that. Uh, my problem that I have here is with the NCAA, really going all the way up to uh, the Olympic Committee, uh, other organizations that have allowed this to happen. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, a Republican, issued a proclamation this week declaring runner-up and Sarasota, Florida native Emma Wyant the rightful winner of the women's 500-yard freestyle race. Wyant, an Olympic silver medalist, lost to Thomas by just one and three-quarter seconds. Jenner siding with DeSantis, saying Wyant is clearly deserving of the number one spot. 77 WABC Time Check, 530. We'll be back right after this. Stay with us.